0: hey what's up everybody welcome back to football today before i get started uh i just want to say thank you guys for the support uh past few days uh it's been a bit difficult to upload as i have been dealing with a knee uh, knee injury a pretty severe knee injury and now i have come down with a cold so it's not been uh my you know my week i guess but well, we'll get it. We'll get it going. You know. Thank you guys for the support again. You know, it's been immense. It's been great. Um, uh, any support I've been getting and all the support I've been getting, whether it's on Twitter, um, you know, whether it's um, on the Anchor, uh, Anchor app, Anchor um, on the desktop, um, you know, the supporting on the channel has been great. So thank you guys for that. Appreciate it, and uh, more to come. So let's get started. You know, um, it's been a pretty, pretty uh, quiet, you know, winter transfer. But I'm going to headline the three, you know, what I think the three good moves or three, you know, most popular moves were also. Um, we're going to be talking about, you know, De Jong going to Barcelona and he will arrive in the summer. Uh, I will also discuss Kevin Prince, Botang. Um, loan to Barcelona from uh, from Sassoulo. Um and the last one I'll be talking about Higuain from uh, Juve loan to Chelsea. Uh, let's start with De Jong. De Jong, De Jong. Okay, so Bayern Munich played De Jong a couple games, so I get I got to see him. I've also watched him a few times in the league in Holland. So. When I when I when I look through all the you know, the five, six, seven games I watched him, I realized that he made a smart move by going to Barcelona and not, you know, City or PSG. I think him going to Barcelona and, you know, trying to take advantage of, you know, however many years Messi has will also play a factor, because he is made for Barcelona. His his style of play, the way his uh, physique is, you know, he's not physical, he doesn't look like a big guy, he's pretty short, you know, when he runs around, he looks like, if it was a windy day, he could, you know, get toppled down. But him going to Barcelona is, you know, I, I believe he's like the 22nd no, not the 22nd. I, I, I forgot what I read. I, th- I think I read that he was like the 20th or 22nd uh, Dutch player to join Barcelona. Um, but regardless of that, it's not a big issue. I think him joining Barcelona is, is a smart move for, um, for, his, for his playing aspect, you know, how he wants to play. Because him going to City is going to be a physical league. He's not going to have time on the ball. And um, that's going to it's it's not going to help him pep might help him it might i don't know um but him going to barcelona in my eyes is a you know hindsight just looking at it right now is a much better destination the slower tempo the you know the aspect of having messi suarez dembélé on your side will be great you know he's going to have time on the ball he's going to learn from players like rakitic busquets um he's gonna learn like players from Messi but from midfield he has pretty good uh pretty good teachers to learn from and you know he's gonna in my eyes you know he's still young he will he will develop the game properly by by playing in Spain by playing for Barcelona he's gonna he's gonna you know um I want to think about he's gonna play like in my eyes like a like a Xavi you know get the ball have time on the ball, spray passes. You know, Xavi, Xavi was not known for um, scoring goals. He was not known for, you know, creating chances, assists. He was known for that. He was known for, you know, you cannot get the ball off this guy. You know, if you press him, he'll be able to either run past you or make the right pass. Um, it was very difficult to dispossess Xavi, and that's what De Jong, um, you know, De Jong doesn't want to be Xavi 2.0. It's not a bad player to be, you know, it's not a bad player to replicate. I'm sure he wants to be De Jong and not Xavi. But in some aspect, if he turns out to be a glimpse or even a shadow of Xavi, Barcelona fans, the Catalonia, um, you know, Catalonia will love him because what this team has, you know, needed this here and next is, you know, some stability in the midfield as far as, you know, not not having um not having a you know a playing a regista not having a player that can you know hold the ball up and uh not hold the ball up, you know ho- hold the ball and, and look forward and either spray a pass or play the right pass or play direct or even if he has to um take the life out of the press play it backwards anything you know again like i said xavi did not play um more attacking. He was not a goal scorer. He was not an assist ma- assist maker. He was not a um, you know creating chances. He wasn't that type of player. Xavi was still you know he went under the radar. Right now, if you ask today, people still forget about Xavi. But Xavi was uh, one of um, the best um, you know defensive midfielders um, in our era. You know in the 21st century. Even though he you know he wasn't tall. He wasn't physical. You know, Busquets w- was also there, but Busquets was playing more in front of him. And that's the thing, you know, Xavi also had, you know, Piquet, he had Puyol, he had uh, Eric Abidal, he had Rafa Marquez, you know, oh, he had a bunch of guys behind him. And in my eyes, I'm thinking, you know, if De Jong comes and hits the ground r- running, he's going to help the defenders like Piquet, like Ter Stegen, like Amtiti. Um, Players like that, because the defense, you know, we look at Barcelona and we look at it like how are Barcelona conceding goals against such and such team. Well, this will help them a bit defensively, because you know, De Jong will be smart enough to get rid of passes, and you know, I think it's a good it's a good uh, move for De Jong himself, because I know he was linked to PSG and City, PSG more from you know from the latest news, but. Um, De Jong's move would have not been good for his development stage, I think, in my opinion, for when, if he had moved to PSG, because he would have been, he wouldn't have been taught from the right people, in my eyes, you know, yeah, he has Verratti, he has Tuchel, that's great, but you're gonna get messy. you're gonna have Messi on your side, you're gonna have Rakitic. You're going you're gonna to be playing with a team that's won the Champions League, that's, you know, Ballon d'Or winner, you know, it's a winning club. Um, and there's a history to it. So there's some expectations, you know, you got to live up to it. And sometimes expectations can be a lot for some players and sometimes it's not. You know, there's something, there's a goal. You know, if he went to PSG, in my opinion, there won't be a goal for him. You know, he's going to be young. He's not going to develop um, to the best of his ability that he could, you um, so in my opinion, in that aspect, it's a good move. If he went to City, um, it matters. I think in, in in retrospect, if we look at it, you know, you know, Pep would help him theoretically. When if you look at it in hindsight, he would help him. Um But Pep might also, you know, kind of deviate his developmental stages because he needs to just get playing time at a higher level now he doesn't need to you know be taught too much and cram his head he needs to just play freely you know that's what de jong needs and he's gonna get that at barcelona and you know the transfer it's a lot for basically a kid um you know he's i think he's 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 like twenty twenty-one, um, but again that's he's still a kid. Uh, in my eyes, you know, um, as far as, you know, he hasn't played a lot of top tier games, you know, Champions Leagues and, you know, even Europa Leagues and, all, you know, all that stuff. You know, he's still, you know, he's got maybe one, two years under his belt. He needs to play at a top tier level against top tier opponents week in, week out. So it's a good move. Barcelona's side, it's also a good move. You know, they're getting, you know, if you look at it, their league rivals, Real Madrid, Real Madrid. Failed to you know freshen up the squad, it's the same squad, you know. Probably they don't have that hunger in them anymore. Ronaldo left, Zidane left. It's telling, it's probably telling them, you know, what like Zidane and Ronaldo was the glue to this team. Without them, you know, they look like a mid table club. Um, and it's only their talent and quality that's pushing them forward because if they had a couple injuries. Um, for sake let's say Gareth Bale I know he's injured but if Gareth Bale was out the whole year for example and another player also um, this team would be a mid-table club and that's the scary part because Barcelona are probably looking at this saying that you know what we need to start this transition early just like how Byron did it you know it's not a one transfer um, you know job it's like a two three year job you know you got to get a player here and then maybe next transfer pick up two more players um and then maybe next transfer you know get two players loan one out because you know maybe in a year time he'll be ready you know it's the same thing like we did you know we picked up renato sanchez we picked up uh coleman from juve we also picked up players such as gnabry from arsenal we loaned him out for a couple couple seasons, and now he's good to go, he's got that playing time under his belt, um, you know, Goretzka, 23, Toliso 24, um, a bunch of young players, and we have more young players like Sula, you know, we just got Pavard, so, and again, we're also looking at Callum Hudson-Odoi, if that happens, or even another winger, so we're freshening, we're getting younger, you know, you got to have that transition stage, and you can't keep getting um, players to play for you year in year out and that's great you build some type of culture and that's great and i agree with barcelona the way they do it but you gotta you know sometimes you gotta like okay you know we gotta in two years this this player might retire or leave or something and you know he's he's 35 or you know he's older like you should have um got a p- replacement for right now barcelona should probably look at to get a replacement for pk they should probably get a replacement for um, Busquets, another one, you know, just, yeah, Busquets and Rakitic, they're going to be able to play, um, you know, still at a relatively high record, and yeah, they did pick up De Jong, but, you know, add on, little pieces by pieces, you know, they picked up Dembele, they picked up Malcolm, and they picked up Coutinho, yeah, some of them are not, you know, gone as how they would hope but still it's it's the right approach you know barcelona in 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 a great way are doing something better than their league rivals of real madrid real madrid have bought a second goalkeeper which makes no sense in courtois they have bought a young kid um victor's junior or something i forgot his name i can't say his name um but you know that's a good pickup but who uh, Real Madrid also needed something to stabilize the ship because you know Zidane left and he was the glue um, off the pitch and in some way all, all on the pitch as well. But Ronaldo more on the pitch, so in that re- in that you know in that fashion, they should have picked up maybe you know Icardi. They should have picked up maybe Harry Kane. Um, they should have picked up a um, a midfielder. They should have picked up a defender. All these and it's looking like you know. Real Madrid are maybe now a season or two behind in transfers behind uh, behind Barcelona cuz Barcelona picked up Malcolm, Dembélé, De Jong now, they picked up Coutinho uh, last year. So um that's that's what I'm liking from Barcelona. And you know, I'm a Bayern Munich fan, right? So I'm looking at this unbiased. I don't care. They're in a different league than us. Um they I got nothing against them, you know, we just play them in Champions League big whoop, but I'm just looking at it in hindsight, Barcelona are doing the transition phase much, much, much more correctly than Real Madrid. (coughs) Excuse me. Now let's move on to um, Kevin Prince-Botank, one of of the players I really liked, especially from the days in Milan and uh, in the days in Bundesliga, such as last year, in Frankfurt when he uh, won the German Cup against Bayern in the final. So the loan, nine million, there's an option to buy. Um, Kevin prince Botang joining, for, uh, going from Sassuolo to Barcelona. Um, this is also, again, why I keep saying Barcelona are doing crazy. So they added the de Jong, cool, he's coming in the summer. Now, in the January, they added a really, really experienced player someone that you know will complain in midfield, complain attacking midfield can even give Suarez a rest. He could do all three positions, sure, maybe one position he'll be doing better, but you know he can play striker, he can play attacking midfielder, he can play central midfielder, and he could be a box to box midfielder so he's a versatile player, he's a good player. And something that Kevin prince Boateng is that Barcelona is not, and they've always not been. You know, Barcelona has more been of a finesse team. You know, Iniesta, Xavi, um, you know, um, what is it, um, Busquets, David Villa, Pedro. Um, you know, guys like that, they're more finesse. They use more of their, you know, tactics, tactical abilities to be at the right place at the right time rather than using the talent and their physical abilities. Um, and that's different from Kevin Prince-Botank because Kevin Prince-Botank is, you know, he's going he's gonna to put a shift in you, so he's going to run. He's going to be a, you know, he's a hard man, so, you know, is not someone to mess with. Kevin Prince-Botank. And the funny thing is, the funny thing is, is that Bayern Munich also sold him a hard man. Bayern Munich sold Barcelona, Arturo Vidal. So just imagine Arturo Vidal, Kevin Prince Boateng, and De Jong in the midfield. Yeah, that's still not a great midfield, but that's a pretty good. You got two hard men backing up and defending the team, and you know protecting De Jong in the back line. Yeah, it's 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 like a, it's imagine that's just probably like a few games they'll they'll have those specific players in next year. That's if um, Kevin Prince and Vidal stay at Barcelona, but. Kevin Prince, you know, he's gonna. He it it brings a different aspect to the team, you know, a experienced some guy that's um, been through the lows in life, you know, with his uh, work ethic. Um, you know, he was supposed to be a really, really good player. Um, he didn't really pull his weight in some sense. Um, the days in Milan, um, the days in uh, in uh, Germany, so. It's, it's, it feels like Kevin Brent's boat finally realizes, you know, I am good. I'm going to actually try now. And, you know, he's not some world class player or something, nothing like that. But he's really good. You know, he's, he's working hard now. He's realizing that, you know, I screwed up probably. This is what I'm thinking. He probably realized I screwed up. I could have probably become a really good player. Um, now I'm just you know trying to salvage what I can at the end of my career, and it's it's working because clearly if Barcelona are interested in you, you're doing something great. You know he won the cup with Frankfurt. He did. He was doing really good in Italy, right? And now Barcelona see him as a you know as a player to come in to stabilize the midfield, but also offer something different. Offer you know physical play. Offer you know uh, a a sh- uh, a different approach as far as mentality you know if things go wrong he's not he's not going to pu- put his head down he's going to encourage the guys to keep going forward to keep trying um botang being the one to you know if things get rough he's not he's not afraid to you know stick a leg in you know um and his he you know his days his days at uh, Milan and in Germany and Italy, you know, you could see that this kind of player, Boateng, is like, I'm trying to realize what Barcelona had to think, of, but, you know, he has that sort of like a a Roy Keane where you you don't want to mess with him, but he also has that ability of, um, let's say, a Schweinsteiger to, you know, put a shift in. He'll run a lot, and if you like, at the end of the game, if you're marking how much he has... Ran, he's probably ran, you know, the most, if not the top third. Um, You know, that's the type of guy is great for you in your team because in the locker room he's gonna be great. He's gonna be a really good spokesperson for, for the team in a general as far as how to approach games. He's experienced, and I like, I like, I really like this, and I kind of happy for Kevin Prince because I always liked him. I always thought he could play for a big club. Um, I always thought that he can contribute to the success of a big club. And that's the most important because I think, now that I'm looking at it, you know, Barcelona are more well-equipped to fight um, the Champions League front. Um, Especially with Kevin prince Botang because, you know, you could throw Kevin prince Botang in an away fixture and, you know, he'll probably pick up a yellow, he'll um defend attacking um creator on that um on the opposing side and that's it you could probably get out you know a draw um a 1-1 draw possibly so you know that i like i'm really happy for Kevin Prince Boateng Barcelona doing the most business in january with De Jong for 75 million which i've heard that he could rise to 88 or 86 somewhere between there 86 88 million euros which is a lot but again Barcelona re- really 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 need this type of player and you know there isn't m- many young um, prospects um, at this age that can go and play for a big club and Botang loan 9 million option to buy so Barcelona doing their bits for for um, for for now and the future Okay, now let's go to the last one. Um, Higuain, Gonzalo Higuain loan, uh, Juve loaned to Milan, and now Juve loaned to um, Chelsea. Interesting, interesting. Um, It's the right move for Chelsea. In my eyes, I still see Morata being a better player. Maybe not now, maybe in the future, but... You know, Morata was banging goals. Was pulling in eight out of ten performances, nine out of ten performances for, Chelsea. Not for Chelsea, for um, for Juventus and Real Madrid in the Champions League. Um, You know, I don't know what's wrong with Morata. Maybe it's it's a confidence issue. I'm I'm definitely sure it's some some aspect is a confidence issue. Other aspect is that you know he doesn't feel he he's the type of player. Obviously, you need some warmth and you know put a hand around you know. Um, it's gonna be all right um so I don't think he's getting the love that's one I think he's unfamiliar with the league he's unfamiliar with the with the country. I don't think he's at he doesn't feel at home um he doesn't have the confidence all of that um the coaching change didn't help the the style is not helping him. Um, what else, you know, the players within the squad probably not helping him adjust is probably not helping him because he, when he went to Juve, he adjusted pretty great. Yeah. He went to Juve, a pretty good side, but again, Chelsea are a pretty good side too. So he shouldn't be uh, digressing at that far down, but Chelsea, you know, they got, they're getting, they went, they went and got sorry, his striker, um, from Napoli days, um, this is a guy that basically, you know, made a name for himself um under under Sorry for Napoli, you know, the first year for Napoli, um Gonzalo Higuaín had I believe he had, let me do this. Let's see. He had 24 goals for Napoli in all competitions. Um pretty good here the first year when he was in Napoli. That's that's that is um what I'm basing this on. Um, the year after that, he had 27 goals. Um, pretty good again. He was doing really good bits for Napoli. The year after that, he scored 40 goals. Um, again, he was balling. He was balling, and then he made the transfer 90 million euros to Juve. Um, so again, you know, he, he he was he was doing really good for Napoli. Um, what? What this will be, as far as um, transfer for Chelsea, Chelsea will finally get a striker. Morata is not living it up. Cool. Um, I, in my eyes, I still think he's a really good striker, or can be a really good striker. He's just not in the right place at the right time. And I've heard that he's going to Atletico, but I don't think that's even a, I don't think that's a, you know, a good choice either for him. But on Higuain, Higuain, you know, he knows, he knows. Sorry. That's a plus. Sari knows Higuain. That's good because Sarri needs people that, you know, know him, know the situation. Because Sarri right now, you know, Chelsea are a type of club, you know, they want results now. They want the, le- want the league now. So if you don't do that, they're going to bring someone else in. If you're not competing, if you're not playing well, if you're not putting performances, you're not going to be sitting on the bench because, you know, the coach is under pressure to, um, to you know, to win every game. Because trophies keeps your job at Chelsea. Look what happened at, with Conte. Well, look what happened with Mourinho. Second time around, won the league. Next season, wrestling room is gone. Um, every they're just sitting at the. You know they're not doing. They're not in the top four. They're not even in the top six. What happens? Mourinho fired. All love, but the, the train must keep going. We need to win games, trophies. Chelsea competes for trophies. That's what Chelsea, that's what Roman Abramovich does. He wants to win. He's a winner. You can tell. He goes to the games. He's involved. Con- uh, Conte comes in. Conte comes in. New types of philosophy. Three in the back. Defensive. Wins the league. Diego Costa moves on. Players move on and loses the dressing room. He's gone. Now they brought in Sari. Don't think sorry is winning. Really- winning it this year, maybe next. Um I ha- I have some issues also with sorry. I think sorry needs to play Conte more of a DM and put Jorginho put Jorginho um you know much a little further if it's playing a four three three. So put Jorginho in a central midfield um and put maybe Kovacic next to him or Barkley and then a little behind them in a DM position Conte. There's no there's no reason for you to put Conte um, forward because I you know, as far as, you know, he scored um, he scored in an attacking third positions of course this season, but you know, you're not gonna get the best out of Conte. I'd rather get the best out of Conte and get the best out of Jorginho. Um, that's just my eyes because Conte is more important than Jorginho. Jorginho can still play. You know, he's just, he's still gonna get the pa- ball and pass. And uh, yeah, Jorginho doesn't offer assists, but again, Jorginho is not supposed to do it. He's a regista, he's a Javi, he's supposed to just pass the ball around, create a fluidity, create a tempo of the game. He dictates the tempo of the game. If he wants to speed it up, he can play direct. If he wants to slow it down, he can play a back pass or sideways. That's Jorginho. If you don't have Jorginho, then then the player that's going to be doing that is a Kovacic or a Kante. So ha- a lot of people should be happy they have Jorginho, because Jorginho is a a good player. He's a very good player. Yeah, he's not slow. Yeah, he's slow. He can't get around. He doesn't he doesn't shoot. He doesn't provide assist. He doesn't create goal scoring chances. That's not Jorginho. Jorginho is supposed to either um, you know, play a direct ball sideways or backwards. That's his only job. As far as I know, it's not hard to fuck it up. And he hasn't. You know? If tactically they have been if tactically you are approaching the game correctly, then Jorginho will have a good game. Again, Jorginho controls the pace. Um, so that's what I think they should do. That's what I think Sari should do. Um, now Hazard can get out of that stupid false nine. Hazard and false nine. I don't understand. Giro and Morata, their strikers just not good. These are really good super subs. Morata not living it up. Giroud, really good super sub. Um, but now he gets Higuain. Um, you know, Higuain will have Hazard next to him, and probably, probably William or Pedro. I don't see Callum Hudson-Odoi playing. Callum Hudson-Odoi did not uh, start today uh, against Tottenham in the League Cup. He was an unused substitute. Um, not looking good for Chelsea. Or sorry, because um, one minute sorry was telling us that he's on the level of Pedro and William. And the next day, he is not even starting and not even used as a sub. So I don't know about that. But Higuain will have Hazard next to him. He will have either William or Pedro next to him. So what Higuain needs to do for it to be a successful, you know, ha- second half of the season, uh, you know, he needs to score goals. That's all he needs to just, you know, even if it's a poacher, even if it's a header, anything, just start scoring goals because. Chelsea are not getting any goal scoring um, from the midfield. Hazard can't do everything, for, especially from a false nine. Um, Their wingers are not providing any width or pace behind. Um, the one on one play is not great from the wingers either. The defenders are getting too much pressure to absorb, so they get flawed too. Um, you know, they get exposed, is what I'm trying to say. So Higuain needs to either punish the opponents or you know, bring a th- type of threat that either Giroud and Morata have not brought. And, you know, Higuain is a goal scorer. You know, he's got over 200 goals in his career. Um, and, you know, he's experienced. People keep telling themselves that Higuain is young or, oh, Higuain's still in his prime, he's 27. Nope, Higuain just turned 31. He's an old guy. You know, he's been play- He If you guys remember, you know, I before Ronaldo even joined Real Madrid I believe no I well Real, Real, Ronaldo 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 in Real uh, when he was at Real Madrid uh the first day or the first you know f- half first season or two you know Higuaín was there I'm not sure when Higuaín joined Real Madrid but you know I remember the young uh, you know the young Higuaín wearing 20 on his um you know um on his jersey on the back and you know this was a striker wearing 20 um so you know that was a team with Xabi Alonso, Sami Khadira um you know Ozil um, so it was a it was Di Maria you know guys like that it was a different ball game you know that's that's how long Higuain has been in the game so Higuain for Chelsea I like to move um He's going to be playing for Chelsea, so if he wants to, basically, this is his audition. If he wants to stay in London, um, I, I don't think he wants to go back to Milan, in my opinion, because Chelsea's looking like a better place to play. Um, you know, Milan is not looking like AC Milan from, you know, back in the days. Um, even though they're, you know, top top four, top five. Um, Higuain needs to, you know, it's an audition for him, Chelsea. You know, he's, I think he, I think it will be a really positive s- um, you know, start. Maybe the first two games is gonna be difficult, matters on who they play. But you know, I think Higuain is gonna. You know, a bunch of defenders probably have never played or played uh, against Higuain a few times. So he can try out his moves. He can get into goal positions. Um, the marking from the defenders won't be on point because he's a new striker. Um, and as we know from the past, Higuain works. Uh, has been a success with Sarri. Um, so Sarri now has Higuain and Georgino, two ex-players. So now the pressure, the pressure is now on their Sarri. Sarri now has to, you know, get three points. You know, they got through today in the F, uh, the League Cup. Um, now they play Manchester City in late February. So Higuain, Higuain will be ready then. Um, and Chelsea will most likely, you know, are beefing up their front for top four because it looks like Tottenham are going to slip because now they've lost Dele Alli, they will lose Son to the Asia Cup games, and they've lost Harry Kane. So in my eyes, and, you know, Arsenal and Manchester United, you know, they're level on points. Um, You know, they want that fourth spot because they also thinking, you know, um, Tottenham or Argosan fall so you know if Sari gets a league cup and the top four it's gonna look good even if he gets top four I don't think he's fired so Sari is now in the pressure you know he okay fine you know you got your striker you got Higuain you know now you got to get those three points you got to get those wins you got to get you know competing in the, in the league for top four and Sari also has the Europa League so the Europa League if he wins Europa he's gonna be very good here for Chelsea and now he has his striker, so, you know, big games in Europa League in the, you know, semifinals, quarterfinals, all that, um, he will have a goal-scoring uh, threat now. Um, as far as that, guys, let me know what you guys think on De young joining Barcelona, Kevin prince Botang loan to Barcelona, and Higuain joining Chelsea on loan. I think those are the three, um, you know, most important ones thus far. Um, You know, Barcelona doing their business quietly uh, and uh, Chelsea beefing up their squad from the front to, um, you know, give Sari the best tools and best opportunity for him to fight, you know, the league, the league and the Europa League and, uh, you know, trying to get a trophy in the league cup. So that's that's my opinion. That's what I think of the three transfers that are big and, you know, impactful either in a negative or positive way, we will see, I think all positive for sure in the short term, at least. Um, thank you guys for tuning in once again. Um, the support has been awesome guys. Um, you know, if you guys want to, you know, keep on supporting, um, so I can create, you know, more videos, you know, uh, not videos, more episodes for you guys, please, 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 um, you know, you know, give me a, uh, give me a DM on Twitter. Like a lot of people have been doing your, your episode has been awesome. Thank you for uploading, you know, I get a bunch of that, you know, um, some supporters also have been um, supporting the podcast from the anchor. If you go to the profile page on anchor.fm, um, you can support podcast three choices of payment. Um, that has also been um, coming from supporters. So, you know, support has been coming from many ways, Um, I appreciate everything guys this is something I've always wanted to do so you guys have been awesome Um, there will be more episodes uh, you know coming Uh, we just got I just gotta finish it up you know um, posting it and everything Um, but again like I said guys the um, severe knee injury I've had uh, has now come back and haunting me so I gotta deal with that so guys thank you again um, more to come and I will see you soon. Later.